Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. September 22, 2020. Bathing outside. The wedgie fetish. Expensive potatoes and a presidential hangover. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Good day. It is a good day. It is. It's a little overcast. Yes. Extremely humid. Some might even say muggy. Mm-hmm. It, it is, yeah. I, uh, it, was, it was misting as I departed from the house earlier for a quick errand, and I felt sticky. Sticky is a good way to describe today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a good day. It is a good day. It is, in fact, September 23rd. Happy, blessed, rainy day to the people of Bhutan. Okay. I mean, speaking of rainy days. Indeed. Uh, Geographically, for those unfamiliar, as was I just a few short hours ago. As you know, I am. Yes. Bhutan sits on the southern border of Tibet. Its other three sides are bordered by India. Okay. Blessed rainy day marks the end of their monsoon season. And on this day, all natural water sources are considered to be sanctifying. Nice. So, citizens are encouraged to take an outdoor bath in order to be cleansed of bad deeds, obstructions, defilements, and accumulated bad karma. I need to go ahead and do that. Well. Immediately. This, uh... This holiday also marks the end of their farming season and the beginning of their harvest season. Uh, And if you would, either for your own benefit or to show solidarity with the Bhutanese people, take yourself an outside bath today. Sounds like a good plan. I probably won't do it myself, but I remain open to all possibilities. Look, I feel like I have some accumulated bad karma. Okay? It's, It's possible. I feel like... What better way to cleanse from that than a blessed rainy day bath? Since we don't have an outdoor tub, would mm-hmm. you just do like a hose rinse off? 
I mean, if I was going to have to do it here, yeah. Okay. I don't want to okay. do that. Let, but... me, let me offer you some country folk advice. Always, always let the hose run for a few minutes before <laughs> yeah. either you take a drink or run the water on yourself. You never know what in the hell's up in that hose. That's true. That is a very, that is good country folk advice. Yes. That's right. We have a little, uh, I don't know if you'd call this housekeeping or behind the scenes <laughs> metrics or what. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So as all of you would be fully aware of at this point, uh, I, we take a lot of liberty with the titling of shows. And by we, you mean you. By we, um, but you usually approve. Yeah, right? I, I do sign off on them if you have a question mark about it. You're the you're the filter that prevents uh -huh. this train from just <laughs> That's being sure. an off-road machine. That's for sure, yes. Well, Monday's episode titled Taking Care of Wedgies. Mm -hmm. um, in reference, often like oftentimes occurs in reference to this small joke yeah. In the midst of all the other conversation, because it's impossible to come up with a meaningful title for a show that has 30 topics. Well, right. Within it, right. I know. That's what makes. I love the way you title because you find something fascinating yeah. and, and use that. I, I love it. But yeah, taking care of wedgies. Taking care of wedgies. So, you know, I don't sit and obsess over what our what our downloads are or. Uh, what you know? What kind of viewership there is on YouTube? Any of that? I check occasionally. Mm -hmm. um, well, so yesterday, I, the, the typical how things go is we will record sometime mid to late afternoon, possibly early evening. Then we'll carry on with household things, dinner, all of that. I will go sit and do editing and then I'll begin the upload progress process. And then as of late, we've been going for a walk doing you know, something. And in the process of getting uploads started last night, I glanced over and the downloads on this video from that posted Monday morning was like, what is going on? And I've continued to peek at it. Uh, because it's just been so fascinating. We are currently, that episode is about 4,500% more downloads <laughs> than what we've been averaging. And we had some conversation about this. Yes. Um, apparently, there is some, and this is strictly YouTube that I'm referencing the right. downloads on. Right, not the podcast. Um, apparently, there is some fetish out there to yes. do with wedgies. There has to I'm be. I'm terrified to even go search to see what other kind of things, you know, the, the watch time on the video is under a minute and a half. Of course, the first segment <laughs> is about a homily that we heard at Mass. <laughs> I can't imagine how angry the freaks are right now. <laughs> I told Kyle it's like the best Jesus juke ever. Mm -hmm. We didn't even mean to. We did get at least one thumb down on it. Somebody was disappointed. <laughs> it's amazing, though. It's amazing. This is such an interesting world we live in. Uh, interesting, yes, is a good way to say that. I yeah. am also just both terrified and also grossed out Indeed. that a fetish has to exist around wedgies. Well, I'm tempted to put wedgies in the title of several videos now mm -hmm. ongoing just to see we might set a YouTube record or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's awesome. Or be kicked off. So we accidentally went viral for yeah. our, our little channel <laughs> with the taking care of wedgies discussion. 
wonderful world. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is a wonderful world. And on September 23rd of 1780, the British spy, John Andre. How would you, if you were going to do it wrong and try to pronounce it in the dialect? Of, of Great Britain. He was British, right? <laughs> I can't do it. Was well, he British or was he... Well, uh, it says the British spy. Yeah, but... I feel like uh, he had some some Frenchness about him. I'm not sure. It's all very. I'm. This is another up. instance of me drawing some of my history from media rather than yep. a history book. That's right, because John Andre is probably one of our favorite characters from the AMC show Turn. Yes, which we love so much. When we were reading through this, I was like John Andre. Yes. Well, I've cut you off. You only got to say. Well, yes. Yeah, so. Jean-André. Jean-André is captured on his person or papers revealing that Benedict Arnold was going to surrender West Point, New York to the British, thereby confirming that Benedict Arnold was, in fact, a freaking Benedict Arnold. Indeed. The odds were against him. <laughs> yes. The odds were stacked against him from the time he was born. Poor Benedict oh, Arnold. Yep. You know, what's interesting about the, the show Turn is that it does make Benedict Arnold like you, and I don't know how historically accurate it is, but sure. you do kind of understand he was kind of a lost soul. He was trying to figure right. out what to do. He has, man, to think of your name living in infamy for being a oh, traitor. Yeah. It sucks. But anyway, he, he that character, that part, that story arc in turn really, I think, adds a lot of humanity to the person of who Benedict Arnold was. But it still got yes. John Andre into some trouble down the road. Indeed. So, yeah. Well, moving ahead several years beyond a few hundred, 1948, the U.S. government had been subsidizing potato crops. I'm frequently frustrated by the concept of this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for reasons exactly like this one. The, the way they had been subsidizing in this instance was to guarantee farmers a minimum price for their crop. And people being people, you got a guarantee and it's a good profit, all of that. Yeah. Well, you bet. Everybody grew potatoes. Yeah. All the potatoes. We're not going to have a potato famine here. No, Take that, fact, you idiot Irish. We had an overproduction. Eat your heart out, <laughs> whiskey children. Um, of course, I have some Irish in me, so I feel fully comfortable. I'm mostly in, Irish. Uh, so Flipping some crap their way, our way rather. Uh, so there's this huge overproduction, which ultimately cost... The U.S. government. And I think it's really important anytime somebody says that to realize that that means the government taxed and spent our money to the tune of $200 million, which in today's dollars is a little over $2 billion of government whoopsies. Um, that's an expensive whoopsie. Yeah, most of them are. Anytime <laughs> you get the government involved, even if they solve the problem well, which I'm not sure there's a historical example of, it will be the most expensive solution you can find. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Swanson. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault if that character was modeled after truth. <laughs> I thought you were going to say modeled after me. And like like that, you're saying that, that too. about yourself. Um I feel like this is somehow connected, this overabundance of potato crops. I'm not, please, 
don't anybody bank on this. Yeah, blame your kid if you quote it and it's people are like, no, that's not true. <laughs> like, oh, it's what my kid told me from fourth grade science. Exactly. It's the wrong class. I do think though that this overabundance of potato crop actually played into the McDonald's franchise taking off. Okay. Because they were able to get potatoes on the cheap. Now, not in the 40s. I, I do know that McDonald's didn't start in the 40s, but that that this is you're saying this is in 1948 this yeah. this uh, number comes to you know to the forefront but there continued to be an overproduction yeah. of potato crops and then that was why mcdonald's was able to get potatoes so cheap and then they became known for their fries and then not, now not we have an obesity epidemic right. <laughs> not to get wholly unawesome here but it is it is valuable to appreciate that things like subsidies there is a whole underbelly of someone whether it is as innocent as our own government that we elect and see or if it's more nefarious as a parallel government or whatever else there is a group who is out there doing things like subs making sure subsidies go through in order to force upon us ignorant citizens what is best for us that we're too dumb to pick Sometimes that, but also sometimes just what's best for bigger pocket. It's, it is one and the same to them. Yeah. It's, you know, if you're going to scratch one back, let's make sure we, you know, scratch both backs. Everybody's back. Got to do the back scratches. Somebody's got to pay for the back scratcher. So things like this go on. And because it goes on at, at high levels, anybody involved in high level business is also going to be fully staffed out with people prepared to look at these things, understand where where you can legally, though unethically, abuse the system for big return quickly. That is what happens repeatedly. And you mentioned McDonald's. Now, this isn't an instance where they existed, were big, were raping the system, but they absolutely saw, hey, here is an opportunity that exists because of all of this other stuff. And... Yeah, now we're all a bunch of fatties. <laughs> but we still did not have a potato famine. So. That's true, that's true. 1952, good Hank Williams Sr. recorded the single... Kalijah. Kalijah. Is that how it's spelled? Yes. Okay. It's spelled K-A-W-L-I-G-A. Okay, all right. Kalijah... You're cheating hard, and a few other songs. And this recording session was sadly his last. His last. It wasn't his last time he sang or played for people or anything. It was just the last time he recorded. Okay, 1957. Buddy Holly and the Crickets reached number one on the charts with "That'll Be the Day." That will be the day that I die. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks. Wow. This is a really <clears throat> uplifting episode uplifting. of Austin awesome well, today. Allow me to lighten the spirits. Okay, please do. Because in 1962. ABC broadcasts their first color television series, the cartoon, The Jetsons. All right. That's... Elroy. Yeah. Um, what's... I don't know any of them. I'm Mr. trying to Mrs. Jetson. think through the song something. His Was it his boy Elroy? Or his dog. Or his dog Elroy. There was an Elroy. Yes. I think that's cheating to say that is their first color TV yeah. series because it's animation. It's true. But, but Real Humans voiced it. Well, yeah. And drew it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll give you that. It was not AI created as no, far as we no, know. No, no, Couldn't. <laughs> well, unless that was the aliens again. 
How else can you explain it? Indeed. 1986. This was a moment of me feeling dumb. Not in 1986. That's not the fact, is that in 1986 I felt dumb today. I you, may have. If you were 11, you were probably dumb. I was definitely <laughs> dumb. I'm still relatively dumb. At least intermittently. Yes. But in 1986, I felt dumb when I read this fact today about 1986. That was still a lot of word salad. Um, should we just start over? No, no, I'm, no. Keep going. I feel like I'm keep, swimming keep in molasses. You're here. almost there. You, okay. you almost got it. I felt dumb when I read this today that in 1986, President Ronald Reagan signed legislation to make the rose the floral emblem of the United States. I'm confident that some responsible educator informed me of this, and I have zero recollection of that. It was like discovering the world all over again today. Well, I mean, if it if it eases your feelings of ignorance at all, I don't think I've ever known that. Okay. Well, we're we're quite the pair. Do you think that's why there is a rose garden at the White House, or like maybe? Oh, I, now maybe that's it pre-existed the formal declaration by President. Ronald Reagan, surely it did, but then he, maybe he was just like, hey, you know what? We've got this rose garden yeah. anyway. Why don't we no, just... No, here's how, here's how it went down. He's hungover. No. He's just starting to wake up. He's fumbling around for his cigarettes, <laughs> and some nerdy little office aide is like, President Reagan, we still need an answer for what kind of flower for the <laughs> nation, and the bill is on your desk, and he's... He looks over and there's a crumpled rose in the corner and we won't go through how that got there. And he's like, it's the freaking rose, okay? That's Where's not, my lighter? That's not how Brother Reagan talked. Well, he did in the mornings. <laughs> before his before cigarette. His cigarette and his coffee. Yeah, that's how I talk before my coffee. I'm pretty confident that's exactly what happened. It does make sense. And it might help you again to feel less ignorant about the factoid that you forgot. I feel confident he also, in that whole theatrical performance, he threw something. Yeah. With terrible aim. It wasn't going to hit hit the nerdy little aide mm -hmm. that was in there. He threw it, though, just as a message. And the aide weaselly, weaselly, weasel-like dodged out of the room. Yeah. I can't narrate, but I can, <laughs> I can write if you give me long enough. Well, sure, exactly. That's what happened. Yeah. Today. Hey, in 1990, mm -hmm. PBS began an 11-hour miniseries on the Civil War. I'm pretty sure it's Ken Burns' The Civil War. You didn't put that in the notes. Didn't say it on the thing I read. Pretty, I do feel like you could fact-check me on that. Okay. Ken Burns likes to make those docuseries. He well, made a few of them. Somebody's got to. Yes, right. And I think this was his first one, like his first big break in the docuseries scene. Wow. Now, I don't really want to talk about this, but to be authentic, <laughs> I guess I better mention my dad has had a long stint, not currently now because he's getting up in years, but had a long stint being a Civil War reenactor. Yeah, and not not like as a... He didn't approach it with the hobbyist mindset. No, 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 He no. Approached it with the same fervor with which I create stories about President Reagan and beyond. <laughs> because not, yeah, he even like geeked out in the full authentic gear. Maybe even had blood on it from the actual Civil War. Yeah. Now <laughs> you have to help me. Well, so your Wait, dad was my dad actually in a movie? He I was thought... on set for the filming of a movie, right? Yeah. 
Which one is it? It was yeah, I think that's what it was. It wasn't this. This just made me think of yeah. it and remember. And it's one of those things where we only don't know because he was so oppressively proud of it yeah. that we we blocked it out. But I can remember at least three holidays in a row yeah. going to visit and being forced to sit there while he's always been really slow with technology. <laughs> and we were forced to sit there while he's trying to figure out how to fit a VCR tape in the DVD player and show us the scene. And so, yeah, we've kind of, we've kind of trauma closed off the details of what movie it was. I, I feel like it was Gettysburg. You know what? Nobody's probably going to go watch that to see. <laughs> and I don't Fair think point. many people know what he looks like. I don't believe he has an internet presence. No, he does not. So you're, you're pretty Let's safe. just say he actually does have an internet presence. Okay. He can be found in two places. Okay, on okay, you're right, you're right. One of them, he was in, this is when they lived in Mississippi, he was filmed for just like, it's like five seconds worth of film. Um, one of those ghost hunter shows was filming a haunted home, I think, in Vicksburg, Mississippi, where they lived for a while. And They lived in that haunted home for a while? He, they didn't live in the haunted house. See, I'm not the only one that's making a big old buffet of words here. <laughs> they had him come to the set where they were filming this haunted house and do okay. like a like a civil war I don't really know. Civil war this, ghost. The Civil War Doctor thing and then Doctor thing. And yes. Was someone injured? Well, no, they used movie magic to make it look like somebody was injured. Okay. And so he fake healed them. He fake healed them by amputating something. I'm I didn't sure. know this. Um, so that can be found. I cannot remember which ghost series it is, and I certainly can't remember the episode, but I know I've watched okay. it on YouTube myself. The other thing is he also, for a time, worked on a riverboat that yep. river boats up and down the Mississippi. And but he He was a cabaret girl. <laughs> he was not actually cruising the Mississippi. They stopped in Vicksburg yeah. and he did a whole <clears throat> production as part of this boat's entertainment for Had their a guests. Big feather boa. It was pretty, it was sexy. I won't lie. It was sexy. And it's hard to be sexy when you're an older man. A lot of props to that guy. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, that has been filmed and that's on YouTube too somewhere. Let's all don't go look for it's it. It's not for children. <laughs> so just be careful. Okay. Just be careful. Let's stop talking about the Civil War. Uh, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all crawl in a hole and die now. 1994 saw the release of one of our favorite movies. I mean, it's a great movie. It's like up there. I don't know that yeah. it's like favorite. But it's if I had to sit and write a list of a hundred, it would be on there somewhere. For sure, yeah. It's the release of the Shawshank Redemption. Of course, Shawshank Redemption, written by Stephen King, and this is the movie adaptation, uh, both starring and featuring the narration of Morgan Freeman. And then it has become the birth of a million memes. Yes, everyone. Bless America. Has anyone not imagined Morgan Freeman narrating something in their life oh, just yeah. to get through the difficulties? Iconic, yes. Yeah. It does kind of make you feel like if Morgan Freeman is narrating this stuff, right. I, I think hey, I'm going to actually come out okay. If he could guide Andy through Dufresne through the sewage pipe, yep. there's, I don't know that there's anything bad enough existing in our lives that Morgan Freeman couldn't guide us through it. I mean, listen... All jokes Prisoner aside. turds are the worst. <laughs> They're the worst turds. <laughs> um, 
but seriously, that scene at the end, it's really pretty triumphant. And it is. I think mo it's triumphant because everybody's like, you know what? I too have had to crawl through a tunnel of shit to get out to, to the other side. Megan said a naughty. <laughs> Well, I'm not editing that either. Okay. You can't just call that poop, though. Or it's true. It's true. It was you really right bad. Word. I'm just, I'm tickled because you did actually pick the appropriate word. Will you put an E on this for me? I always do. <laughs> Even if I can't episode. remember, the, every episode is marked as explicit. <laughs> yeah. Between your dad's cabaret dancing and your foul language, yes. this, this show, we might even need to search to see if there's a worse rating. <laughs> it's, e, it's E plus or it's E minus. Rated W for wedgie. <laughs> That'll bring in the right crowd. Shoo, 1998. Uh -huh. Okay. That's the year we got married, my friend. Yeah, well, and I feel like we may have been here for this. At the 32nd Country Music Awards. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One of the winners is Garth Brooks. Hell yes, it is. Upon exiting the stage, a country music fan rushes up, insistent upon the fact that Garth may be able to carry a tune, but he's no cowboy, and he grabs the country music award and sets it on fire. That absolutely did not happen. It would have been awesome if it did, though. <laughs> Instead... This pretend cowboy walked away with an inaccurate document. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? I'm talking he about... He's from Oklahoma. That doesn't he, make you a cowboy. He wears cowboy boots okay. and a cowboy hat. Am I a cowboy? No. I have cowboy boots. You don't have them on. So you think being a cowboy is transitional based on outfit? <laughs> I know it is. So you could I... be then... No, let's let's carry this on. So depending on how you decide to dress for the day, you could be my loving wife and mother of five, or you could be a prostitute. That's possible. If that's the direction you're going to go, then you're also validating all of the defenses against rape because she was dressed well, like she deserved it. Why did you have to go to such a dark place? I you, was just joking about You're Garth pushing Brooks. this into the dark realm. I'm just trying to breathe. It's it's Garth Brooks, and I don't understand I why you just I have know. such a Listen, vendetta against If me. you or any of our listeners have not yet figured out, I'm not serious. I know you're not. Um, I know you're not. This is people are like, oh, no. how I have fun is to again. overreact and say ridiculous things. <laughs> 
Of course, he's falsely categorized as a country music star, and he earned, heavy air quotes, that award. <laughs> Congratulations. You're a real buckaroo. That's, he is a buckaroo. Yes, and, I know. And if you get the deeper cut joke about setting a country music award on fire, yeah. then you are a thousand percent our people. Yep. You may be a super, super star. Yes. You may be a supernova. I agree. I agree. Okay. Maybe Feel not. free to comment in the Facebook groups if you know oh, yes, what we're talking do. about. Shouldn't be that hard to find on Google either. Yeah. 1999, one short and glorious year later as we put that heinous event behind us, <laughs> a 17-month-old girl. So like two months older than Nico Guess. Yep. She fell 230 feet from Capilano Suspension Bridge in North Vancouver, British Columbia. That's not awesome. What's awesome is that though she had some bruises, landed on a big rock, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Had some bruises, no broken bones. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Babies are bouncy. They're soft, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Good because, thing. Nico's pretty bouncy. He falls down a lot. Now, not 230 feet. Not yet. Not yet. God. Please. We are Jesus not going to visit us. the Grand Canyon anytime soon. No. I can promise you that. No. no I almost no. fell in the Grand Canyon, according to my mom. Yeah. I don't think it's a true story. I was there. Do you think she's prone to over-exaggerating stories? It's possible. Mm -hmm. It's possible. And then one would say, well, so are you, Kyle. <laughs> and I would retort, yes, but I don't believe that crap That's myself. True. That's true. And I don't present it to others. Yes. Anyone who would listen, by the way, including other patrons of the waiting room at the doctor's office. <laughs> I don't ply them with these stories as though my life was in fact narrated by Morgan Freeman because it was movie-esque. It's good. Okay. Ooh, that was a lot. That was some stuff. Um, we have, as you know, been rereading chapters of The Science of Getting Rich. Indeed we have. It's well worth the reread. And I, I really... So just like, uh, just like Monday's episode about wedgies, as we were speaking to how we unpacked uh, the homily and how we enjoy this process of read it, talk through things, really try to consider perspectives, but then to go back again and reread and that we often catch something that we miss. Yeah. Uh, there'll be some twist of language that kind of brings a whole new wow to mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. That happened here for me. Okay. Let's hear it. Hang on. I'm belching like an ape. Everybody <clears throat> drink. Everybody drink. I am going to sidebar, hold on to this thought, and I'm going to share a quick story. Okay. When I was coaching, and just for the sake of not sullying anyone's reputation, I won't say where, or I will change names to protect those who <clears throat> honestly were not that innocent, mm -hmm. but in any event, one of the places, the head coach was one of the quirkiest people that you've ever known, and he had a handful of phrases uh, that he would repeat with great regularity and oftentimes when he became either agitated and or self-conscious about something and some mannerisms as well, physical mannerisms. It was quite fascinating. And one of my dear friends uh, who I was coaching alongside at that time, we sat across. We had a true, like a, like a conference room, like a big time power corporation right. yes. conference room table that was... Gosh, it had to have been like 30 feet long. Yes. Got all was. the coaches, all the staff yep. around it. So me and this other guy are sitting across from each other. And he came up 
with the joking idea that we would institute a game that we called Bullshit Bingo. <laughs> and we would make our bingo squares with all of these phrases and mannerisms and that, by golly, if you got bingo, that you had to stand up and scream bullshit in the middle of the staff meeting. <laughs> we did go so far as to create the cards and played the game. And each of us on different occasions did bingo. Yeah. And we would act like we were going to stand or even just, you know, stand up and then just readjust and sit down. Nobody ever screamed bullshit, but it would have been a lot better story if we had. <laughs> what the heck made you think of that? Well, you this... said something that made me okay. think of it. Well, that is a great story. I do not know how it ties in. Okay, I don't either, but it was a fun story. I enjoyed it. I'll probably tell it again like I've never told it before. That's what happens as you get older. Um, <laughs> anyway, this uh, this process of, of rereading... <laughs> Are you ready? Do we need to pause for a moment? I think I can do it. Okay. I think I can do this. Okay. This sentence, uh, thought is the only power which can produce tangible riches from the formless substance. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and man, that just really hit me differently. Now, okay. in a book this short, yeah. this brief, which yeah. it is, it's a small book. Mm -hmm. And then being familiar with this author's style, it's reasonable to deduce that no word choice that he has made is accidental. For sure. I, whether it's true or not, I imagine him pouring over his, his text and refining and changing words and shortening sentences until, because it feels like when you read it, every sentence is practically a chapter of its own. It just has so much potential meaning in it. Um, and so I kind of wandered through this thinking through it. So, and to even follow somewhat of his process to say, you know, thought then thought is the only power which can produce and to produce is to create Yes. tangible riches are available through means other than thought. However, then they would not be produced. Okay. If not by means of production, yeah. then the methodology must be competitive right. rather than creative. Yes. And if it's competitive, then the acquisition of whatever is, one, selfish and greedy, and two, will not be lasting. Right. I thought that was a pretty interesting way to wade back through that, that statement, that yeah. thought is the only power which can produce tangible riches from the formless substance. Mm -hmm. Um, formless substance is reactive, and this is, again, statements of his that I've not broken down nearly as in-depth, uh, but just kind of following on the heels of. Formless substance is reactive only to a thought of form. It requires it. In its abundance, this thought, uh, this formless substance, in its abundance, uh, and its necessity to grow, advance, and increase, it's desperately receptive to thoughts of form. It will produce the form. This is so fascinating. And this is what gets me so excited and so enthusiastic every time we read about it and talk yes. about it. Is, I mean, talk about abundance. Like, the stuff of the universe wants to grow and advance. It has to. It, it is going to. to. It's compelled to. 
Yeah. It's just, will we participate? Will we collaborate? Will we participate? Will we... Or will we participate in the right way? Because right. we can participate negatively and create negative yeah. things. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Do you want me to continue or is that enough for that for now? I think that's enough for now. Okay. Because there's that's a lot to think on right there. It is. And there's a lot more. Oh I'll wear you out when okay. we're off camera. Okay. Well, it's time to... Whirl. Whirl. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. I feel like you got to throw the extra lol on the end. You love to do that extra LL. I don't think it's fair to cheat one L out of full enunciation. That's fair. Okay. What did the L do? It didn't get up and falsely claim a country music award. <laughs> <laughs> you act like that's Garth Brooks's fault. The Academy oh, he, gave no, no. it to him. He accepted it. He could have set the path straight. He could have been like, hey, guys, I know I'm great, but I do want to make sure you all know. I am no cowboy, just for the record. I bought a brush popper shirt for the show, and that looks cowboy, but I'm not. Okay. When I'm home and by myself, I wear sweatpants and penny loafers. <laughs> you probably See my point exactly. All right. If you're going to watch something, please, I, I beg of you, I implore you, if you haven't watched Turn, go watch it. Mm -hmm. Why are mm -hmm. you depriving yourself? You should watch it. I, even if you think I hate the Revolutionary War era. I hate shows about war. I hate wigs and pompous jackasses. Yes. If you think any of those things and more, that's okay. It's so good. The writing, the characters, it's all just it's really yeah. excellent. And you might learn something about farming cabbage. <laughs> you assuredly will. <laughs> Certainly, you can and probably should watch Shawshank Redemption and then try to not hear Morgan Freeman narrating your life. I want an app that has... There's just probably type, one. You think so? There's probably... If not an app, there's a website. There's something out there. There's got to be. Okay. We you may have to travel the dark web to find it. Yeah, probably. All right, listen. Reading... I am still reading Lessons from Madame Chic by Jennifer L. Scott. I have never taken French, as is obvious by my yes. very bad accent. But now I'm like, um, I actually think, forget about my Irish heritage, please. I think I might actually be French. Trading in the whiskey for some champagne? Yep. All right. Whiskey and pickled sausage for champagne and caviar. That's right. It's so, time to upgrade. All right. There's all kinds of things that you could listen to. You can and probably should go listen to Hank Williams Sr., singing Kalijah and or Your Cheatin' Heart. If you're unfamiliar with him and this era, it's a valuable lesson in history just to go participate in the song. See what it was all about back then? He is a major shaping force. Yeah. A grandfather, if you will, of country music. Okay. Um, who else? What else? Uh, Buddy Holly sang a song known as That'll Be the Day. It's a good song. Could listen to that. We've got a podcast recommendation, just an we episode. And right? maybe more. Okay. Um, we have mentioned Paul Saladino, Dr. Paul Saladino, medical doctor, MD, not Doogie Hauser. No, real um, MD. Real MD. And he is uh he is very committed to um this carnivore diet and examining true science mm -hmm. in relation to benefits, all of that from it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people that wear the title doctor, including dentists, who may or may not be, I'm joking, dentists are real doctors, okay? I was making a, a reference back to, what what movie was it? 
the hell are you doing? Why do you do this to me? We're too old. What movie this. was it? Um, Bachelor's, Bachelor Party, <laughs> Vegas. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, of okay. Um, was it? It wasn't. I don't know what it was called. Dang it, man. Running the whole thing. The show has gone terrible once again. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's a reference to a movie quote where they had gotten to the hotel lobby to check in and the guy was calling himself doctor or whatever and the other guy chimed in. Relax, he's just a dentist. Yes. I don't personally have anything against dentists. They are far more real doctors than Garth Brooks is a cowboy. <laughs> okay, that's good. Fair that's enough. good to clarify. Anyway, um, Dr. Saladino, I think what has, beyond just his knowledge, of which he has much... What's deeply, deeply impressive to me is he is plainly a person that cares. Yes. And while he is certainly looking to make money in his work and endeavor and all of that, evidently this is funny that he's a good man. He is. I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time. I can't believe we cannot think of movies. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself. Well, remember when it's off camera. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it's fine. We've given the people something to yell at their phones about. Yes. And that, I feel like, is part of being awesome today. <laughs> it's not awesome today if you're not yelling at your phone. That's right. Okay. So anyway, Dr. Saladino, um, he has a podcast. And if you search Paul Saladino, you'll you'll find it. Yeah. Um, Monday of this week, the, his episode is titled The Keys to Weight Loss and Hormonal Health for Women and Men of All Ages with Karen Martell. Okay. Um, I listened to this earlier today, uh, and it's it was really good. It was really informative. With the cooperation of, of Karen Martell, they kind of explain through what was valuable to me as a man who's unfamiliar really with all of the mysteries that are a woman. Yeah. Um, how uh, a woman's cycle and hormonal things that go on can impact and, and make difficult at times or easier at others um, mm -hmm. because it is different. Yeah. Weight health management ultimately is what we're getting at is different for men and women. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I thought that was a really solid episode and, and talked through some good science and now, is she, Karen Martell, does she do carnivore, or is she just there to talk about, like, how food impacts hormonal health? She, I believe, is carnivore. As I, the first part of this, I was very busy and only halfway listening, mm -hmm. but I believe her story is that she, like everyone else, believed whatever we've all been told as children mm -hmm. uh, by the government, ultimately, which is then by big business, ultimately, about right. what's healthy to eat. Yeah. And she'd found herself deeply unhealthy, mm -hmm. uh, despite trying to very stringently follow dietary guidelines, exercising, doing all the things that we've all tried and failed with. Right. And that she had changed. She had, like anybody that gets to carnivore, seemingly travels from whole foods and paleo, then to keto, and then ultimately... Uh, if they continue the journey to carnivore and she had mentioned that she'd made it to keto and that the ketogenic diet had done wonders to improve her health and how she felt, mm -hmm. but that she did not lose weight with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've had that experience too. Mm -hmm. I, and that's kind of when I perked up mm -hmm. listening to the video because I do recall absolutely our own not small efforts yeah. with eating 
truly healthy and not just what we thought was healthy and Mm -hmm. still struggling with the body composition side. Right. Um, And even though that often gets chalked up as the vanity side, it does still play into health. Your Mm -hmm. joints are, are operating under your, your body. And if your, if your composition is, is not ideal Mm -hmm. for the frame that you have to carry it, Mm -hmm. you're going to have joint issues, uh, every joint, back problems, Hips, knees, ankles, shoulders, stuff. So anyway, it was it was a very good episode, very informative. And again, by two people who uh, are both <clears throat> wickedly educated in this and who seem to both legitimately care about people. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, so for sure. It's a good listen. Again, the title of that, it's a long one. It's Monday's episode, if that makes it easier. But it's the keys to weight loss and hormonal health for women and men of all ages with Karen Martell. All right. You could probably search Paul Saladino, Karen Martell. There you go. There's the shortcut. You end up there. Yes. Lifestyle. Well, you know, in honor of America's flower and Kyle feeling like an idiot, to buy yourself a rose or strongly hint to someone else that you require one. Indeed. Likewise, you could go on a real bender tonight, wake up, hungover, searching for your cigarettes, and try to throw a crumpled up rose at someone that speaks to you (laughs) before you've had your smoke. Okay, good. That would be truly reveling in the essence of Reagan. Yeah, yes. Here we go. Who may have been a cowboy. I don't know. He was an actor. He could pull off a lot of different looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... Other lifestyle, we have placed our first round of orders for essential clothing. And we are eagerly waiting at the door, looking out the window to see when the mailman will arrive. Actively stalking. And by mailman, of course, I include all delivery services. I was going to say, yes, actively stalking the VS man. Yeah. Even though we know it's still a few days away. Yeah, it'll be a week at least. But we're we're excited. Yeah. Eager to see. We need some clothes. We've thrown away most of what we owned. We probably didn't plan that as smoothly as we could have, but yeah, we've got enough to make it through. All is well. I we'll do, here's what we'll do. Okay. If you've got what, you've got two shirts, I've got two shirts. <laughs> if when you're done wearing yours, you give them to me, I pass mine to yours. We got a good four days before we have to do any laundry. Well, it's all worked out then. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Is that everything? Yeah, unless you're going to Google the name of that movie. (laughs) I almost had it again. I almost had it again. Lee, we've seen it like 90 million times. Zach Galifianakis is in it. Yeah, Bradley Cooper and Ed Helms and Heather Graham. Mike Tyson's in it. The The tiger. There's a tiger in the bathroom. Oh, I feel so dumb. I feel so dumb. I don't know. We could sit here and have awkward silence while we think. Why can't you just Google it? No, no, that's cheating. Oh, my that's gosh. Well, then we may as well sign off so okay. we can just Google it. Well, have an awesome and hopefully not too frustrated today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. The movie we could not remember is The Hangover. We love dentists, and Garth Brooks is neither a dentist nor a cowboy. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.